Uh, hi there, and, and uh, this is William Smith from CX Today, bringing you all the latest customer experience industry news. Uh, today, I'm thrilled to be joined by, by Ring Central and ZK Research uh, to find out a little bit about the best practices for managing agents through change. Um, so, Zias and Joanna, welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, I wonder, before we get started, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about yourselves and, and your roles. And yeah, I wonder, Joanna, if you'd like to start us off. Yes, certainly. So I am Joanna Palmer. I'm the CX client principal at Ring Central and lead the consulting practice here at Ring Central. Prior to joining Ring Central, I've had uh, 20 years in uh, customer service operations as well as IT infrastructure. Well, great. And yeah, Zia, same question to you. Yeah, so I'm uh, Zias Caravella, as you mentioned from ZK Research. I'm my own research firm. I've been doing that about 10 years. Uh, before that, I was a ch the chief research officer at Yankee Group. And uh, from an analyst perspective, I'm not um, like your typical analyst that has a coverage area that you live and die with for the rest of your, you know, for all of eternity. I tend to focus on those markets that are in transition in the areas of communications and networking. And so contact center evolution, digital transformation, customer experience, you know, they've all kind of, kind of come together recently. And it's been a pretty interesting um, uh, you know, ride talking to customers with the things that they're thinking. So this is, uh, um, this is truly, I've been an analyst a long time and I was in corporate IT before this, this era that we're in is unlike I've ever, any I've ever seen before. And it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, absolutely. And obviously ever since the, the start of the pandemic, agents have had to kind of deal with both shifting customer queries and also new working environments. So the pressure and capacity that that results in finding a way to, to, to deal with that requires careful management. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you both first, I wonder how have customer expectations evolved and what kind of pressure does that put on agents? And uh, yeah, maybe Joanna, you'd like to start us off. Yeah, and I think first and foremost, we can't forget about the basics in terms of customers still want their answer, their questions answered as quickly as possible. And, but with the evolving customer expectations, it's much higher now. They're expecting personalization. They're expecting to be able to communicate in the channel of their choice. One of the, the biggest pieces though, is they want their experience to be effortless. They want companies to know them, to really respect their time and really understand them so that proactively companies reach out when there's a problem and are transparent with customers. And so, in terms of agent pressure, what we're seeing uh, is a lot of um, self-service and automation. And so the contexts that are coming to the agents are much more complex than they ever have been. We're also seeing a shortage of agents and an increase in contacts still exists uh, since after COVID. And so that's really putting a lot of pressure on the agents in terms of evolving the knowledge set, evolving the digital channels and learning the digital channels, as well as being able to handle these more complex inquiries. Well, and Zia, so I wonder what's your perspective on that? Yeah, well, the customer expectations today are through the roof. Everybody expects all the things to be answered as soon as they call in. Uh, good service means I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be loyal to you for a very short period of time. Bad service means you're gonna lose me in a very short period of time. In fact, my research shows that uh, last year, two thirds of millennials admitted they changed loyalties to a brand because of a single bad experience, like one bad experience, and they're gone. And I think we're all used now. Uh, we're all used to having you know on demand 
things that we want, right? You can call it the Amazon, you know, expectations or whatever, but we want what we want when we want it. And if you can't give me that, then I'm going to go somewhere else. And that puts tremendous pressure on the agents because this isn't just about being a polite agent and being, being friendly to somebody. You need to have the tools. You need to have the information. You need to have the data to be able to answer these customers in a time frame that they've become accustomed to. And so the companies that can do that are going to gain a disproportionate amount of share and the ones that can't are you know, going to go the way of so many big brand retailers that we've seen you know, just even in the past five years. Mm -hmm. Well, and Zia, so I wonder if you've seen anything that suggests to what extent the changes brought about by the pandemic are, are kind of permanent and, and here to stay once it recedes. Yeah, the pandemic's been interesting because you could argue that digital transformation efforts were already underway pre-pandemic and all the pandemic was speed things up. But it put us in a mindset where we did become digital first and in a lot of cases, digital only. So you think of the process of walking into your favorite cafe and uh, buying a coffee. Well, you couldn't do that anymore. You had to do that on the mobile app, right? And uh, Or the process of even making a payment. Well, you had to do that some sort of payment uh, application. Now, um, this does tie back to the Asian. So it's not like we live in, while we're in a digital first world, right? Eventually when there are problems, then we pick up the phone and we call that agent to, to find out why things have happened. But I, I think the, from an expectation standpoint, what the pandemic did was it brought together this digital world and this kind of physical world that we had with live agents and, and, and brought them together in a way that we really never had to deal with before. And so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people in the, you know, out there that, you know, older demographic things that probably never thought they'd be doing things like buying groceries online and things like that, that, that were forced to, but now that's here to stay. Mm -hmm. well, and Joanna, what's your perspective on that? Do you think that those changes are also here to stay? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I think what the pandemic really introduced, though, in addition to this digital first, is this environment of innovation that I see uh, still continuing on post-pandemic. So no longer are our companies so risk adverse, but rather let's try this. Let's try to continue to push the envelope and improve the customer experience. And it's better to try and fail fast than never to try. Uh, to begin with. And I think we, we saw that start to open up during the pandemic and we're continuing to see that, continuing to see um, companies push the envelope, which is absolutely what we needed um, to really push customer experience uh, forward. Of course, remote agents is another piece um, that the pandemic forced a, a lot of agents to go remote. And I think, you know, there's a lot of debate right now as to whether agents will return to the office or not. And the same theme of personalization that we see with the customer experience, we've got to look at with the agent experience as well. I don't think it's a one size fits all for agents or, or any employees. And I think forcing the uh, employees back to the office uh, will be detrimental to brands uh, moving forward. Yeah, I think, um, I don't think they're coming back either. You know, there, there's this uh, term being used, the great resignation. Uh, I was reading one of the uh, yes. online that uh, 55, it's projected that 55% of of uh, the U.S. population will actually resign this year and, and start a new job, and a lot of those are agents. And I'm, I'm telling you, the contact center managers I talked to are licking their chops. They they are now able to go hire the best of the best from their competitors. You know, they can offer more money because they don't have to worry about being in a thirty you know square mile radius uh, of that contact center, right? So 
now there's a real talent grab going on. So if you're a real talented person and you can go pick and choose and go work for the brands that you like, go work for the brands that give you the best opportunity to be successful. And so there, uh, I think we're going to be in this uh, remote slash hybrid phase for really for an indefinite period of time. Yeah, well, that's definitely. Fascinating to hear, just definitely. How much change the first. Sorry, go on, Joanna. Yeah, yeah. So in, in terms of the great resignation, I wrote a blog about this last week, Zeus. So in, in terms of what we're seeing there, uh, you know, it, there has been such a high turnover rate since April. And if we think about key differentiators and attracting agents, one of the key differentiators of a contact center versus a retail site versus a restaurant is that capability to manage so effectively remotely, being able to have those tools and have so much more advancement than a lot of other industries have, being able to, to really track agents' time uh, for the entire duration of their, of their shift, being able to offer some additional flexibility, the quality management, um, quality analytics. It, it's just, it, it definitely agree with you there that it is right for remote to, to stay. Yeah. And Joanna, I wonder from your perspective, what do you see as the absolute kind of key considerations for effectively managing remote agents? It all comes down to tool set and culture. And so as we think about the tools, being able to manage uh, agents remotely, I think that now is a key time to start evaluating the past 18 to 20 months and what you've been doing thus far. Um, that, you know, we're, we're not living in a legacy brick and mortar environment anymore. So start questioning and, and identifying where you have friction in your agent experience. Some of the things that are really um, critical to, um, to think about in terms of tools is um, having a, a, an effective collaboration tool having videos so that you can effectively collaborate uh, with uh, cohorts, as well as having that cloud infrastructure, having that digital first and omni-channel contact center. Well, and Zias, would you concur with that? Yeah, I think there's more to it than that. In fact, when the pandemic started, I know a number of contact center managers that I had talked to were concerned about being able to manage their agents. and. You know, if you, if, it's funny because people that don't work in the contact center don't realize how comical and backwards contact center management was where you physically had people walking around a contact center listening to audible cues for calls that go bad. Now with these cloud-based tools and the rise of artificial intelligence, uh, the AI can always be listening. And so the manager no longer has to listen for audible cues, but can be flagged when there's a call that's not going well hop on that call. So instead of it just being a random sample set, they can actually uh, work with those specific agents and find out which ones are, are having problems. And so I, I do think um, uh, if you're going to have remote agents, um, you need to rethink the way you manage your agents. This isn't really about you know doing random periodic checks and things like that. It's using artificial intelligence to constantly be listening, to almost be able to manage each individual on a case-by-case -case basis, find out where they're strong, where they're not. You're going to find some agents are better on chat. Some are better with voice. Maybe you have some uh, other really good agents do some, you know, maybe some video based uh, stuff with some high network clients, things like that. And so I, I think that the pivot to the cloud allows us to bring in a whole set of management tools that we couldn't before, but they are, but they are driven by AI. And so 
I, I think AI has got the power to help our agents become super agents, but help our managers become super managers and do things they couldn't do before. Mm -hmm. Well, and obviously with, with kind of agents working on site and also working remotely, what would you say are the most important technologies for ensuring a kind of consistent agent experience and a consistent level of agent performance, uh, regardless of their location? Uh, and so, yeah, one of Zayas, if we could start with you. Yeah, I, I think this again all comes back to, to pivoting to the cloud because you you then are able to give agents a very consistent experience whether they're on a Chromebook or they come back to the office and they're on a dedicated desktop, right? So I I think all you know. So first of all, that's that's one big piece of it. The second is um, uh, having a customizable interface. So you think of the old voice systems that you know the agents got the the dashboard that they they had and that's all they were able to use. Now most of these dashboards are are, are very uh, agile and, and the agents are able to customize it any way they like to be able to fit into their workflow. Uh, I think a third component to this is the use of artificial intelligence to be able to push messages to the agents uh, to make recommendations on the things that they should be saying, when they should be saying it, how to react to things. And then lastly, I'll say that the, the thing you have to think about is the integration with all the other tools that are involved with an agent, things like workflow optimization, and even, Joanne, you had mentioned the integration with UC tools to be able to, the agents to be able to message or communicate with other people inside the company. And so, you know, I, I, I do think that uh, that may sound like a lot, but they're really, uh, they're, all those things are available from a lot of the modernized platforms. But if you don't modernize your platform, you really don't have a hope of being successful today. Well, and Joanna, what's your perspective and Ring Central's perspective on that? What kind of things do, do you offer to ensure that kind of consistent Asian experience? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is cloud first, like Zios mentioned. It's really integrations and open APIs so that you can integrate your CRM and your back office systems with your contact center platform so that you can easily access information. And it is also AI infused tools, um, including quality management, including um, agent assist. I love some of the agent assist tools out there now that can detect emotion real time and start coaching the, the agent, whether they're lacking empathy and tell it, showing them how to uh, empathize more with, with the caller or, or uh, customer that that's, that's interacting with them. Um, so definitely modernization, getting things to the cloud, and then constantly innovating and looking for additional ways to really drive that customer experience forward. Simplifying the agent experience as well, having that single pane of glass for the agent. There's nothing more frustrating than the number of applications that some of these agents had to transverse in a legacy environment. Yeah, we we did a really good job of making the agent the integration point for all those tools, didn't we? And uh, that you know that, yes, that led to yes. disaster. And the one point you made, Joanna, around the agent being able to show empathy, that's becoming more and more important because a lot of the you know the mundane, how do I reset my password? How do I check my balance? Those type of calls have been handled by bots, and you don't really need people in those kinds of things. Where you need people. Uh, is when the person does flip the voice. So I'll give you an example. I was talking with one of the CIOs of uh, one of the, the mobile payment platforms, and this was a. Uh, I think everybody uses this app, uh, uh, and uh, uh, it was targeted towards millennials initially. And the CIO said, "We didn't think we needed voice because we were dealing with an audience that largely shies away from voice." But what he understood 
was that when people are talking about want to talk about money, that brings up a lot of anxiety and they actually want to talk to somebody. So at that moment, right, the agent does need to have the right information. They need to show empathy, right? And uh, because that's, they're in a, a position where that person's having a lot of anxiety on the end. So if we assume that a lot of the run-of-the-mill interactions will be hired, uh, handled by virtual agents and bots, then the ones that are handled by physical live agents are the ones where empathy really needs to come through. And that's, I, you know, I, I think it's a good thing you brought that up because that is the number one role of the agent today. Yeah, and I love that you brought up the, the phone channel as well. And the digital channels aren't replacing phone. So there is a concept called right channeling and ensuring that the right contact gets handled through the right channel. And I think it's absolutely critical to think about the various different customer journeys uh, throughout your organization today and make sure that you've got um, the, the channel escalation properly matched with the customer journey. Um, some things are very easily handled in chat and others do require that phone call, like you mentioned, especially when dealing with money. Yeah, people people ask me all the time, is the is is the voice channel dead? And what I tell people is it's becoming simultaneously less important and more important. And what I mean by that is eighty percent my research shows that eighty percent of interactions now start through some digital channel, right? But within those, a large percentage of those actually transition to voice sometime in the call. So to start the call, the interaction, voice is less important because they're likely coming in through chat or email or even social media sometimes. But somewhere in that interaction, they're going to flip to voice. And at that moment, voice has never been more important. And your agent must have that the right information and, you know, be able, like I said, show that empathy because it's uh, the rule then is that at that moment, that agent could lose the customer or gain a lot of loyalty. And uh, there's the, a very fine line between the two. Well, I, I wonder, obviously, turning kind of the management side of things, how important would you say it is to have a focus on change management when you're implementing these new technologies? And from your perspective, what are the key tenets of kind of digital leadership? Uh, Joanna, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, so change management is absolutely critical. Um, prior to joining Ring Central, I led uh, some of these digital transformations. And some of the keys were, number one, change starts at the top by creating a change culture, by defining that vision of what that customer experience, agent experience, employee experience should be. And then change management needs to start early in the transformation and often. Um, one of the things that I did is create a change advocate network where we met with various different stakeholders throughout the organization from agents and hourly employees up to senior vice presidents and, and the C-level. Um, really socializing the change, opening up that forum for, for agents and, and for the change advocates to ask questions and to also provide their input. We would show um, where we were within the project, show uh, features and functionality to that point and get their feedback so that we could build that into the, the final product. And I think that as long as you bring that work of the organization along with the change, you're going to have a successful transformation. When digital transformations fail, and uh, statistics that I've read is up to 70% of digital transformations fail, yeah. it's because the organization is yeah. not brought along with the change. Well, and, and yeah, and Zias, what's your perspective on that? 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything Joanne said. I, I do think that the um, the changes might need to be driven from top down. You need to have executive leadership buy-in on these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I also think that change needs to become part of the company culture. We're living in a world now where we really have no idea what next week is going to look like, right? Never mind five years from now. So I think the ability to be agile, the ability to constantly change is important. Even within the world of contact center, when you think of all the rise of all the digital channels that we had, who would ever thought that social media would become a viable uh, you know, channel for communicating between brands and customers, right? So, uh, but it is today. So, and we, and who knows what the next one's going to be. And so I think if there's this culture in place where we should almost expect change, challenge the status quo, right? Empower agents to do that. Uh, then I think companies will be successful because if you look at the best brands in the world, right? They were successful because they're constantly changing. A lot of the ones that have failed, you know, you can blame some of the, the rise of the cloud companies and things like that as having killed off some of the legacy brands. But the fact is they weren't willing to change. And so that's probably the biggest thing I leave people with is you have to almost embrace this concept of, this concept of constant change because the world's changing fast and, and you know, and you can, you can lead it or you can watch what's happening. And if you do that, then you're not going to be watching for long. Completely agree. And one of the things I want to highlight that you said was question status quo. Do not recreate your legacy processes up in the cloud. It is a time to innovate, to question, to, to uh, reinvigorate your experience. And so this is such a fun time to be in this space, to really create what that future looks like and never be satisfied. You can continue to innovate and incrementally improve the experience. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much, both of you, for, for sharing your expertise on, on how to manage agents through change. It's been absolutely great to hear from you both. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, awesome. So if you've enjoyed this video, please do share it on, on social media and subscribe to our channel as well. Uh, this has been William Smith for CX Today. Thanks again to Joanna and to, to ZS for their insight. And thank you for watching. Thank you. Bye.